Flight 229, you're clear for takeoff. Just like a flight plan, you have to know where you're going and how you will get there when you plan for retirement. Let Ryan Fleming help you chart out a course for your retirement with his intimate knowledge of financial planning and the airline industry. It's time for the Pilot's Advisor. This is the Pilot's Advisor podcast. Walter Storholt here alongside Ryan Fleming. What's up, Ryan? How are you this week? I'm doing great, Walter. How are you doing? Doing well, and we're going to have a little fun here over the next couple of minutes with Ryan Fleming here on the Pilot's Advisor as we talk about the financial junk drawer. But before we make the financial connection here, you know, most people, I think, Ryan, have a junk drawer at home. It usually has things in it like rubber bands, clothespins, highlighters, and glue sticks, maybe a tape measure, label maker. Oh, pair of scissors. In fact, I went out and bought a pair of scissors the other day because I couldn't find any in my office. And then I came home, and then uh, that night we were cooking dinner, and I opened up the junk drawer, and there were like three pairs of scissors in there. So now we're like plus four in terms of how many pairs of scissors we actually need in the house because I keep forgetting they're in the junk drawer, and I go out and buy a new pair every time I need one. Like, you know, how often do you use scissors? Not that often. So like every six months, I all of a sudden have a need for scissors and I go out and buy a new pair. How about you? Do you have a financial junk drawer at home? Or even better, is there such a thing as a, I know you're cramped for space in the uh, in the cockpit. Is there a junk drawer on the airplane? Well, of course, I don't have a financial junk drawer because all my stuff's in order. <laughs> but as far as junk drawers at home, absolutely. And any pilot out there will tell you the areas of the cockpit. There, there are junk drawers as well where stuff gets thrown or left over <laughs> or, or discarded. The thing I was laughing about when you were talking about your scissor story is, isn't it amazing that you could have so many things in your garage or your junk drawer and you finally decide that something you need to get rid of and you actually throw it away? Yes. And, and then you need it the next you week. You haven't needed it for the last two, <laughs> three years, maybe the last decade. And two weeks after you throw it away, you need it. I'm glad I'm not the only person who constantly does that. Yes. Because I, I don't like to hoard. So I'm like, yeah, let's, I love throwing things away. I find a lot of joy in getting rid of stuff, you know? I mean, I, I try to donate or, you know, recycle, you know, things if I can, that kind of thing. But I just love getting rid of stuff out of the house and simpleness and cleanliness. It's, it's a nice thing to kind of go from cluttered to uncluttered, right? I mean, they made a whole, like, Netflix TV show about, you know, the beauty of, of doing that, that people got all uh, interested in there for a couple of months a while back. But, yeah, there's just something about that where you throw something away and then the next week you're like, I could have used that random screw I threw away last week or you know whatever it may be that that old can opener or whatever uh whatever it is that you found in that junk drawer in that empty space and got rid of but most people have uh you know that financial junk drawer in their lives no matter how well organized we might be in our personal lives our financial junk drawer certainly exists for many of us since this is the pilot's advisor ryan i'm wondering if maybe you can give us oh i don't know three things that might end up in a financial junk drawer for a pilot and how they might be put to better use well, I'm glad you limited me to three things, because if we're talking about pilots, there's an <laughs> unlimited amount of things I could go through. But let me think about this. The three that off the top of my head that I see a lot that you know need to be fixed. The first one I can think of is a lot of pilots that have gotten to one of the major carriers, you know, the FedEx, UPS, American, Delta. Sorry if I missed out on Southwest or whoever else. Anyway, but a lot of them, if they didn't come up through the military to get enough experience to get hired, they probably worked at three or four other jobs, you know, a corporate job and then maybe like a regional or what have you. 
And so pilots are horrible about having 401ks or IRAs from previous companies scattered all over the place. Maybe they don't even get the statements anymore. They don't know where the money is, but they know it's out there. And so one of the worst ones I see is with pilots is having their 401ks out there that are left from previous companies. And so with those, I don't encourage you to roll them over into your current 401k just because there's a lot of internal costs with a 401k, but I recommend you rolling those into an IRA for yourself so that you can invest with anything you want to out there. So if you have old 401ks out there, let's consolidate so you know where your money is and fix that problem. See here, another one, an outdated will or beneficiary information. I see this with pilots. So maybe it was the first wife or the second girlfriend or the second wife, third, who knows? Anyway, I start looking into the beneficiary information of some of these old 401ks or even their current 401k, and it still has their ex-wife and or you know what, whatever it was. And these are things that you can't go back and fix. If something happens to you, that's what's on the paper. Uh-oh. Big and problem I, if you're I don't re- want to tell Big problem if like you're remarried. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm sorry, but I've seen it, you know. So, I could tell some pretty good stories on this one, but I urge pilots out there to make sure that their beneficiary information or your will is updated because a lot of times something might happen to you and then the people that have to deal with the mess are your family members or your spouse, current spouse, maybe not ex-spouse. And let me give you a third here, okay? I think the one I want want to say is just not thinking about life insurance. A lot of pilots have company life insurance that's paid for. So while they're working at the company, their family's you know totally protected from a life insurance standpoint. What I see with a lot of guys getting close to retirement is we need to have that conversation of, hey, as soon as you walk away from this company, there's no longer life insurance. So when you're in your late 50s, before you turn 60, it might be a really, really good idea to get a term life insurance policy. And this ties in very well with if you have a survivor benefit on a pension, it is actually a lot cheaper to buy a big, big insurance policy for the amount of money they're going to take out of your paycheck each month for the rest of your life. So you buy that insurance policy before you're 60 while you're still you know, somewhat healthy. And that also eliminates the problem of if, say, your spouse passed before you, you actually aren't getting docked on your pension each month. So those are the three that I can come up with off the top of my head. But yeah, I mean... <laughs> kind of like stories from the cockpit. I could tell you a lot of stories about pilots. Oh, yeah, that's good stuff. Well, bottom line, if you've got things in your financial junk drawer, whether you're a pilot or not, I think this is a symptom that probably we all will certainly have, no matter how organized we might be in other phases of life. It's good to get these things in order. You don't want things sitting around in your portfolio, not working for you, that are maybe stale, outdated, could be updated. Sometimes it's a very easy fix. Sometimes there's just a whole different new thing that you might be able to do with those dollars or with that old plan that's in that drawer. So get it out of there. Clean out the junk drawer often. Make sure that there are things in there that couldn't be put to better use elsewhere. And if they can, do something about it. If you need some help rifling through that junk drawer, cleaning it out, making sure that the things that are in there are working more efficiently for you, give Ryan a call or text at 843-475-3038. 843-475-3038 or find the team online by going to FlemingFG.com. That's FlemingFG.com. Tap into lots of great resources there on the website as well. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. Well, we've got another great question here on the mailbag as we uh, kind of pepper Ryan Fleming from time to time with your questions 
here on the show. This question comes to us from Georgia in Georgia, which tells me that maybe Georgia's just messing with us when it comes to Georgia's name and location. But sure, we'll take that. Georgia and Georgia. Uh, Georgia says, I'm doing really well in my 401k right now, but my IRA isn't doing well. Do I need to drop the advisor who manages that account and just do it myself? Well, I think the first thing I think about is you got to make sure you're not comparing apples to oranges. I don't know how their 401k is invested and I don't know how their IRA is invested outside of that. Right now, US stocks are doing a lot better than international stocks, but historically, international does much better. So if they have a different asset allocation, you can't really compare the two. So I would say, no, absolutely not. You don't need to drop the other advisor but you probably need to do a little bit of research to see how your individual retirement account and your 401k are invested. And this is something that I can really help you with, Georgia, because when I take on a prospect before I make them a client, I really dig into these different accounts and try to teach them and show them the numbers and teach them an academic way of investing. So really trying to simplify the process so you can understand it and understand what we're trying to accomplish. And it's not in the short term, it's in the long term, -term long-term investing. Yeah, it's a really good point. You may have different purposes for those dollars in the IRA versus the 401k. So it's not all about you know the return. Sometimes there's other things and other factors involved. And that's always good to have that reminder. Absolutely. It could be doing really, really well this year, but all for the wrong reasons, meaning it's not a great portfolio, but it's doing really well right now, just in the short term. Yeah, it's a really good point. Thanks for the question, Georgia. We greatly appreciate it. Don't forget to submit your questions to Ryan, FlemingFG.com or direct email Ryan at FlemingFG.com. And we might feature you on the mailbag. Ryan, thanks for the help on the podcast today. And we'll look forward to doing it again soon. To all you uh, pilots out there, everybody uh, fly safe. And we look forward to uh, talking with you on our next show. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.